श्री गुरी वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाय को राधा माधव की जाय को भक्त बृंद की जाय श्री वृंदावन दास ठाकुर तिरु बाबाती की जाय गौर प्रेम आनंदे So we are gathered on the auspicious evening commemorating the disappearance from the world departure from the world of Sri Vrindavan Das Thakur Krishna Dasami of the must be the Vaishnav month of Vaishakha and tomorrow's Ekadasi Dasami means 10th so Ekadasi means 11th or we'll celebrate the codicy. So, Krishna Paksha, dark moon, waning moon. And with the waning of the moon, the world suffered a great loss with the disappearance of Vrindavan Dastakur, who so fully hmm, celebrated and, um, and gave to the world a... Um, heartfelt um, narrative of the life and leela of Shiman Mahaprabhu, Sri Chaitanya. So, we'll speak a little bit about Vrindavan Das and his contribution. Vrindavan Das explains himself in his, his book. His book it is called Chaitanya Bhagavat. Originally it was called Chaitanya Mangal. Mangala means auspicious. Auspicious. Chaitanya means, of course, this is the, the, uh, the name of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is the name he received at uh, the time he took sannyas, receiving the staff and, and uh, the saffron cloth and so forth, and uh, traveling as he did here and there to disseminate the, his gospel, if you will. Previously that, he was named at birth Vishwambar. Vishwambar, it means uh, Vishwambar Mishra, the family name. His, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was born in the family of Brahmin Vaishnavas, means like they were intellectuals and of the priestly order of the time and residents of the holy land of Nabadweep where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared, which is considered to be non-different from Vrindavan, the place that Krishna appeared. These two are one. Krishna appears as Chaitanya. As I've said many times before, it's like a reverse jacket. If you have a jacket that's yellow with black trim, you turn it the other way around, it's black with yellow trim. This is a way of helping us to understand how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, even though the two are very different in appearance. Krishna is dark in color, sham, like the rain cloud, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is golden complected. As I've said before, these complexions, <coughs> colors correspond in Indian aesthetics with different emotions. So... Krishna's color, sham, is the color of romantic love. And the golden color of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is, corresponds with the highest idea of love, the Mahabhav that is personified in 
in Radha. We have Krishna and Radha. Krishna is the object of love, Radha is the perfect love. So we look at these two and see an ideal in Radha and the object of love in Krishna. In some respects, Radha, really love, is the ideal because in the love of Krishna, that is where Krishna is. So sometimes, as I've said before, people ask curiously, but not wisely, have you seen Krishna? Hmm. Once, Pujapada Sridhar Maharaj, our, um, for those of you who aren't familiar, he's, he's here next to Prabhupada, that's me. In case you didn't know, then there's Prabhupada and Sridhar Maharaj. They, they were godbrothers, so they were guru, guru bhais. Their guru is Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, the next one. So I took initiation from Prabhupada, first initiation, second initiation, sannyas initiation, then we left the world. He suggested that we take advice from Sridhar Maharaj, his godbrother. So he became instructing guru for me, and he's, this is our lineage. Hmm. At any rate, Pujapad Sridhar Maharaj, he once told how that he was sitting with his guru, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, and a well-to-do gentleman of Bengal was present to hear the discourse. And after the discourse, he said to Saraswati Thakur, I would like to ask you a question. He said, yes, please go ahead and ask a question. He said, no, I want to ask in private. So Bhaktisiddhanta acquiesced and said, all right. So everyone left, and then uh, they went outside, and some sitting arrangement was, was made. Hmm? And Sridhar Maharaj, who was telling the story, he was a young young devotee at the time, disciple, and he said, I couldn't resist what Guru Maharaj, what he will ask in private, what Guru Maharaj will say. So I snuck over there, he said, <laughs> in the bushes, and I hid, and I listened. And so when they sat, the man looked to see if no one was around, but he couldn't see him, and he said, have you seen Krishna? This is what he asked Bhaktisiddhanta. So it's a silly question, actually, because it's really kind of a non-spiritual question, because the uh, uh, you can ask, answer one of two ways. Well, you can answer three ways. One way is yes, one way is no. Either, way, either, either of those ways is a losing cause, because if you say, yes, I've seen Krishna, so he's so proud. He says he's seen Krishna. Just see. You say, no, why should I listen to him? Then he's not seeing Krishna, which is the, which is the goal. Hmm? So, <laughs> so you get these kind of questions sometimes. I've heard a fellow ask it of Sridhar Maharaj hmm? also once. So the third answer, of course, is something like this. Uh, I wasn't looking for him. Hmm? So, no, I, I, what was I, I was looking for? What was I looking for? I was looking for service to Krishna. I've got that. In service to Krishna, Krishna is found. Love of Krishna and Krishna are one and the same. You cannot have love of Krishna without Krishna. We're not serving a dead stone, but a living reality, and it has a living manifestation within our being that transforms it and changes it. It makes people even curious to ask such a question. There is something about you, I think it's extraordinary, but in my ignorance, 
I don't know how to ask properly, so I'll ask, have you seen Krishna? But the reason you're asking the question is you think there's something extraordinary about this person. Why is there something extraordinary about this person? Because he or she is fully invested in Krishna. So Krishna cannot be zero, nothing, non-existent. His tangible existence, if you will, is manifest in the life of the devotee that is very extraordinary and transformed. And of course, within, yes, the devotee does see Krishna. He, as much as he serves or she serves and loves, then they, they're, they're, this is the implication. You cannot have those transformations of character, person, and uh, ultimately um, the, uh, the ecstasy of love of God, if there's no God on the other end. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course, we say is Krishna in the mood of a devotee, in the mood of Radha, to teach devotion by his example. He was completely preoccupied with Krishna and with Krishna's romantic love for Radha. But he himself was completely celibate, right? renounced. Now, how can you be meditating on a, on a love affair of a man and a woman and remain celibate? That would be impossible. What you contemplate, that's what you do. So the fact that their affair, if you will, is supra-transcendental, has nothing to do with the mundane uh, parallel, if you will, reflection of that, is evidenced in the person of Sri Chaitanya, his character, his extraordinary moral uh, character, and his um, um, wisdom, his ecstasy, his own compassion, and uh, ability to share bhakti and transform the lives of others. All this from serving Krishna. We cannot, historist with you know, from a modern historical point of view, demonstrate the, that Krishna appeared at this time, although the texts speak about that. But we know he's appearing in the hearts of great devotees. He appears on the altar, and he's seen, shows himself to different devotees. Hmm? even in the kirtan and so forth. And, they, and as they approach and serve, the deity reciprocates. So it's a living tradition, and the living reality of the tradition is evidenced in how it manifests in the devotee. That's why the devotee is so important. It's one sense more important than Krishna. Why do we bow down to Krishna? Have you come in and bowed down to Krishna? Why? Why do you do that? Because some Vaishnav told you, we should do this. Krishna's here. You were told, this we should do, or you see others doing. And so where is Krishna? He's there, but he's also in the devotee who knows he's there and tells you he's there. <laughs> and therefore we, and, and we have some, we respond to it because they say it in a compelling way and they do it in a compelling way and so forth. So it's very practical, the lives of the devotees. This is Vaishnavism, so the emphasis is on, on them and on loving Krishna. Radha is the full manifestation of love of Krishna. Krishna is the perfect object of love. She is the perfect love. He is the color of romantic love. She is the color of we call Mahabhav, great ecstasy in love. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna trying to see himself from the vantage point of Radha, and in trying to do so, things get reversed out. So Krishna becomes golden. Like I said, that reverse jacket. And Krishna takes the role of Radha trying to understand himself from that perspective. So he becomes a great devotee. 
Hmm? And uh, and his lila hmm, manifests in Navadweep. Nava means nine, and Dweep means island. This is at the in the Ganga Delta, where the Gangi, Ganges that starts in the way up in the Himalayas comes to its its uh, reaches its goal and enters the ocean. And there are many strands of the Ganga there, forming different islands. So Navadweep is shaped like a lotus, and the petals are the nine islands. And the nine islands, of course, they represent the nine principal practices of devotion. Perlad gives. We talked about Perlad the other day, the boy who uh, whose father chastised him and tried to stop him from bhakti. And so he was asked by his father hmm, at one point, what is the best thing you've learned? He said, the best thing I've learned is devotion to Vishnu, and it's ninefold like this. His father didn't like to hear that, of course. And but that is shravanam, kirtanam, vishnu, smaranam, parasevanam, archanam, bandhanam, dasyam, sakyam, atmani, vedadam. And three of them, four, three and a half of them are very important to us. Shravanam means hearing. so, And kirtanam means chanting. So you're hearing, <coughs> I'm chanting. Hmm? That's two. And then smaranam means remembering. Usually what you hear, and what you speak, you re- is what you think about. Hmm? So by hearing and speaking about Krishna, Krishna will come on the mind. Hmm? And archanam means this form of ritual worship. This is also prominent in our tradition. But there's nine of these, and they're represented by the nine islands. Hmm? So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared there, and at that, uh, in his family home, he was named Vishwambar. Vishwambar means like Vishwambar means Vishwa means universe. Vishwambar means like the sustainer of the universe, the nourisher of the universe. So it said that he, he had the capacity to nourish the universe with the with praying, with, with bhakti. Hmm? Um, he was also, we refer to him by different names because different devotees named him in different ways, nicknamed him and so on and so forth. He was born under the neem tree. The neem tree has antiseptic qualities and it, it's bitter but it, it has a pleasant effects on the body. If you eat the bitter neem, then the mosquitoes won't like your blood, something like that. It said, it won't bite you. And it's medicinal and so forth. So he was born under the neem tree. So the wife of Advaita, another of his principal associates, named him Nimai. Hmm? Nimai, he became a pundit, a learned person. But when he left Navadweep and went to Katwa and took sannyas, then he was given <coughs> Shri Krishna Chaitanya. It's a very extraordinary name to be, have been given, given that Keshava Bharati was in the Advaita lineage and and Bharati was it's one of the sannyas names, so he should have given a name like such and such Bharati. Hmm? But because of the extraordinary event that it was, Keshava Bharati becoming the sannyas guru of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who was Krishna himself, kind of, kind of in a disguised form, and uh, because of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asking him, is this the mantra you're going to give me? And whispering the mantra in Keshavabharati's ear, and Keshavabharati got a different understanding of the mantra than what he had. He became initiated into the Vaishnav perspective. Hmm? He said, yes, that's the meaning. And then he said, you should get a special name. Hmm? So he gave him the name, Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Chaitanya means consciousness. Krishna means... Krishna means the, he who is irresistible, all-attractive, 
draws others to him naturally by beauty, by charm, by love, and so forth. Hmm? Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Hmm? Krishna Chaitanya. So it means Krishna consciousness, to be conscious fully of Krishna. This was his name. Hmm? And accordingly, he's always chanting the name of Krishna. Hmm? And Krishna consciousness, that is what Radha personifies. She's fully conscious of Krishna, in love with him at all times. So her love corresponds with him, Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Hmm? So Sri Krishna Chaitanya was, at uh, when the time he took sannyas, which is what the time that he left Navadvip hmm, and went to Jagannath Puri, we're reading in the morning how he was going to see the deity of Jagannath. He resided there for many years, and there he he gave his teachings out and performed kirtan in the public, and many people participated and so forth. And in those leelas, he teaches about the secrets of the of love and intimacy that in, in Navadvip. So when he took sannyas, at about that time, this Vrindavandas, uh, whose day. Uh, we were commemorating the day he left the world, uh, was born. Vrindavanas hmm? was born when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was taking sannyas. So he, he, he had, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had just left Navadweep. Vrindavanas was born in Navadweep. And he's born from the niece of Shiva's Pandit. Shiva's Pandit was an elder but a very close associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who provided his house and courtyard as the place for kirtan in the evening. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would go every evening with his associates and perform kirtan in the courtyard of Srivas, and they would chant all night long. Hmm? And so his, he, they, he was intimate with their family, and the niece of Srivas, her name was <coughs> Narayani. Hmm? And she was just a child. Hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed special affection for her. Hmm? And it was, he was chewing the betel nut and put the betel nut in her mouth. Hmm? And um, she became, of course, a very <coughs> extraordinary devotee. And Vrindavan Das is very much associated with his mother and not very much associated with his father or his name of his father. We don't find him named after his father in any way. So the different ideas that um, have been circulated in this regard. One of the ideas is that his father was not uh, devotional. Hmm? And so in the devotee circle, they didn't mention him. Hmm? Whereas his mother was completely devoted to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So she's mentioned. Some others may say that that uh, that Vrindavan, this is, we don't accept this, but this is... Um, an idea that circulated that you may hear, that, that when Mahaprabhu gave the betel nut into the mouth of Narayani, Narayani, then she became pregnant like the virgin birth or something like that. Then, you know, except that. Hmm. Some people say, well, his father was not... Uh, well, he was... It was, a, it was a questionable birth or something like that. Hmm. He was not known we would not be auspicious. Hmm. But regardless, there are different ways of thinking about it. Um, and the fact of the matter is, the father did not play a prominent 
role, whereas his mother uh, did. And he grew up as a result of that uh, as a great uh, devotee. And although he was very closely associated with Nityananda Prabhu, Nityananda Prabhu is like the other self of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. As Krishna has a brother named Balaram, so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela, as he is Krishna, Balaram appears as Nityananda. And when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went south to Jagannath Puri, after some time he sent Nityananda back to Bengal and said, stay there and circulate the teachings there, set an example and so forth. So Vrindavan thus became very much associated with Nityananda Prabhu, became his disciple, may have been the last dis- last direct disciple of Nityananda Prabhu. And, um, and so while he had Nityananda Prabhu's intimate and considerable association, he never got the association of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who had left just before he was born. By the grace of Nityananda, he was commissioned, inspired and commissioned to write the Chaitanya Bhagavad, a book that I said was originally called the Chaitanya Mangal. Mangal means auspicious. I was explaining the name of the word Mangal and then the word Chaitanya. Now we're back to where I started. So Chaitanya and Mangal, auspicious, the auspiciousness of consciousness that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu exemplifies. That would imply not just the ontological truth that consciousness is independent of matter, hmm? and therefore not confined like all material things are by time and space, therefore has no beginning, has no end. That's extraordinary in itself, and has volition. It exists, that means forever. Hmm? Um, It's not confined by time, it's not confined by space. Um, Not confined by space... Mm. Um, it exists, and it is the it is luminous. It's knowing, and it's loving by nature. So the difference between consciousness and matter is something a lot of people are preoccupied with. Whether there is a difference in the materialists, and the fact that there is, and the nature of it on the part of the transcendentalists. But in Chaitanya, we find the full. Um, I kind of kind of plumbing the depths of what consciousness is and what its potential is to love and so forth. It exists, it knows and it loves. So as I've often said, you could have an existence that was unknowing. But if existence was knowing, it would have to exist as well. You could have an existence that didn't know, but you can't have a knowing that doesn't exist. Think about it. Hmm? Here is an unknowing existence, matter. Hmm? But if it was knowing, then it has to exist. So knowing and existing goes with knowing. Knowing doesn't necessarily go with existing. Hmm? We can have an unknowing existence. But we can have a we can't have a non existing knowing. Hmm? So to know you have to exist. So these are the qualities of the self. It exists, it knows. What do I mean when I, when I say it knows, it's knowing? We mean that uh, uh, um, that matter 
is not required to shed light on it for it to be known. It's self-luminous. And it doesn't undergo transformations. It, it exists in an enduring sense. It's self-luminous and it loves. So you can exist but not know, but you cannot know and not exist. Now you could know and exist but not love. But you cannot love and not exist and not know. Hmm? Not be conscious. Although loving makes you almost unconscious. Hmm? It's a special kind of consciousness <laughs> at the same time. So of the three elements, elemental constituents of the self, of the atma, soul, hmm? being, knowing, and loving, which one takes precedence? The loving. Hmm? So we exist and we know for a purpose, and the purpose is to love. And when we look at the Absolute, correspondingly we have an, a, a, an existential manifestation that some transcendentalists are interested in, the Brahman, consciousness, awareness. It's, it's nirvishesh without qualities or form or anything. They want to know the be. They want to be eternally. In yoga, sadhana, or Astanga yoga, the ideal is to know, to be omniscient, just like... You can know how your stomach works and heart and even these internal organs and control and so forth. So this is corresponds with the knowing aspect of the absolute, the being, the knowing, and Krishna, the loving aspect. So the other two, the Paramatma, the Brahman of the yogis and the Gyanis, this is these are partial manifestations of Bhagwan, Sri Krishna. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was that same Krishna. And Vrindavan Das lived his whole life hmm, lamenting, I was born just after he left. Navadvip. Hmm. And he knew, he knew who... I'm speaking a little bit about Chaitanya. He knew so... He knew conclusively about who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu <coughs> is. Why? because he was so intimately associated with Nityananda Prabhu, who is the revealer. Hmm? Nityananda Prabhu is the guru figure, so to speak, in the Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, principal guru figure in one sense. Hmm? So by him we will know Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And so he knew, and therefore he was commissioned by Nityananda Prabhu to write about the life of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And in his writing, of course, he... Uh, he, he, he would write a, 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 about a particular leela, narrate, and then often we'll find him pause in that and express his feeling about it. Hmm? And his lament, oh, I was not here at that time when that leela was taken, but I could participate in it. From these kind of laments, when we hear him, we know he's participating in that. Yes, by that he has such feeling for that. Hmm? He, because what is it? It is a feeling. It is an experience. Hmm? The kind of physical reality correspond. You could be in the physical reality and not have the corresponding experience. Hmm? A fly could land on my lap and be closer to me than 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 you are. Hmm? But he could be lifetimes away in terms of consciousness. And in terms of consciousness, you could be very close to me or I could be close to you, even though there's physical difference. Mm. And we are consciousness, not matter. Mm. So, he knew Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm. 
by and you can we can we can, and to what extent we can heal his 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 desire for that company association his feeling for the leela so feelingly he narrates the early pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Navadweep, of which he was, as I say, a resident. Hmm? And um, later biography of Vrindavan Das Thakur, of, of Krishna's Kaviras, the Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is a more philosophical book, um, the author there defers to Vrindavan Das, as the, he calls him the Vyas of Chaitanya Leela. Hmm? His book was called Chaitanya Mangal, but later the devotees renamed the book the Chaitanya Bhagavat because Krishnadas, deferring to him, who wrote another biography, says, actually, Vrindabhandas is the real author of Chaitanya Lila. I'm just adding a few things here and there. And he doesn't deal much with the early Lila of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Navadvi, but more with the Lila of in, 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 in his travels and his, his sannyas and so forth. Um, in his teaching, and the teaching, the philosophy, the theology is very finely honed and uh, given systematically in Chaitanya Charitamrita. So sometimes the book is given more emphasis, but Chaitanya Bhagavad should not be neglected because these early pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that Vrindavandas is describing with such feeling, these represent the ideal of Chaitanya Vaishnavism because our ideal is to enter into that Leela in, in Vrindavan, or in, of Krishna, and correspondingly, Nabadweep of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The sannyas Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is teaching us how to enter into the early pastimes that Vrindabhanda so beautifully and feelingly um, explains in Chaitanya Bhagavat and laments and longs to enter there. That When that longing to enter there manifests in one, you can understand they're, 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 they're there. They understand what it is. They're feeling for that. So these books we've read and heard from someone who has feeling from the feeling will come to us. And this is to get a footing in the whole affair. All the practice that we do will center around this. A little feeling for that. If we even have feeling for a devotee who has feeling for that, that'll be good for us. It will hold us there. <laughs> Gradually understanding will come and so forth. This is the most important thing. I can tell from my own own testimony, what I knew when I met Prabhupada. It's, it's laughable in a sense. My affection for him, I knew everything's come from that. And my service from him. I can speak a little thoughtfully about this, and I have no education. Some of you are more educated than me. Um, so much can come from a little feeling, even for um, a devotee. And Prabhupada my Guru Maharaj is, is there are some correspondence with him and Vrindavan Das Thakur hmm? and the spirit, the mood of Vrindavan Das worth mentioning. As I say, Krishnadas called him the Vyas of Chaitanya Leela. Hmm? And so other devotees named his book the Chaitanya Bhagavat. Why? Because two things. Lochandas wrote a book called Chaitanya Mangal. But more significantly, because Krishnadas named him the Vyas of Chaitanya Leela, they always thought his book should be called Chaitanya Bhagavat. What is the correspondence? The idea is that there is a book called Srimad Bhagavatam. It is about the life of Krishna from the perspective of Radha. It's our main book, Srimad Bhagavatam. But Srimad Bhagavatam, although consisting of 
ten cantos and almost a hundred, well, so, so many chapters, three hundred some, sixty some chapters, and eighteen thousand verses and so forth. If you study the book, you see it has different speakings at different times. Hmm? It was spoken by by um, by uh, by Narada to to Vyas. It was it was actually spoken by Brahma to Narada. To Narada? Hmm? Brahma to Narada. So in it was actually spoken by Brahma to by Krishna to Brahma. Hmm? By Krishna to Brahma in four verses. Yeah. Actually six, two introductory verses that summarize what will come in four um verses that answer questions that Brahma asked. So it's very short, small book, four, five, six verses. Hmm? But then when uh, Brahma spoke it to Narada, hmm, he expanded upon it to elucidate, bring out the meaning. Hmm? Right? When Narada spoke it to Vyas, then that's recorded in the text, hmm? <laughs> the essence of Narada speaking to Vyas, another speaking, it's getting longer. Hmm? And then Vyas spoke it to Sukadev. Hmm? And a little longer. Then Sukadev spoke it to the king, Parikshit. Hmm? Got even longer. And then in the audience at that time was Sutta Goswami. And he spoke it to the sages of Naimisharanya. And it came out to 18,000 verses. Started at four. Now it's at 18,000 verses. So, we should understand from this that it has more than 18,000 verses <laughs> as well. That revelation is ongoing in its nature. It's not static, but ongoing in its nature. And it's like, a, like you have a beautiful flower and you put the sun on it. The sun would be the different speakings of it. It causes it to open and open and open and see more and more. Or like a beautiful jewel. You look at it from one angle, you see one facet, and another facet, another facet. And, and it's fascinating, always. So, inside of Srimad Bhagavatam, we find the genesis, if you will, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I said Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna trying to understand himself from Radha's perspective. So in the heart of Srimad Bhagavatam, this occurs. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Krishna sees the love of Radha and he says, wow, that's extraordinary. She sees something in me that even I don't see. I want to see that. Hmm? As soon as Krishna says, I want to see that, then it has to happen. And whatever he wants happens. So another Leela has to manifest. This is the reverse out Leela. And he takes the position of Radha. Hmm? try to understand himself. And by doing that, he teaches us about the highest devotion and how we can attain it as well. Hmm? So, therefore, the Chaitanya's Leela is an extension of Krishna Leela. And Krishna Leela is what the Srimad Bhagavatam is about. So to call the book about Chaitanya Leela, Chaitanya Bhagavat, seems, seems appropriate. Hmm? Because it is the Chaitanya, if the Srimad Bhagavatam ends in 18,000 slokas, well, Vrindavan is saying it, Das is saying it again, but saying it about this one aspect of one Leela in Srimad Bhagavatam, which happens to be the central Leela, hmm, 
celebrating Krishna's love for Radha and he sees the measure of her love and, her, and he's astounded by that. Hmm? Wants to know himself from her perspective. So this causes another Leela. That Leela hasn't been written about yet. Someone has to take birth to do it. Who will do it? The devotees collectively celebrated Vyas has appeared again as Vrindabandas, hmm? whose day we're celebrating. So they called him the Vyas of Chaitanya Leela. Hmm? And while I'm going to mention that there are some parallels between him and him and Prabhupada, there are also parallels between himself and the Vyas of Krishna Leela. Hmm? Vyas means samas Vyas. Samas means to collect. Hmm? And Vyas means to, to like, disseminate. Hmm? So there's a collection of, the re- of revelation. And then there's the disseminating of it. So Vyas is the, is the title that goes to the person who's involved in disseminating that, sharing that. Hmm? Like a tree, giving out branches. Hmm? So Krishna Dvaipayana, he's the Vyas hmm, who compiled the Bhagavatam. Hmm? His birth is, is one in which his father comes into question, as Vrindabandasa's father came into question, as I mentioned earlier. Hmm? It is said that Parashara, who was a Rishi, uh, was um, uh, traveling and he came to, the, uh, to a sacred river <coughs> and he saw a fisherman's wife, fisherman's daughter, excuse me, fisherman's daughter. And this is a sage. Suddenly he had a desire to have union with her, which is out of character. What's that about? It's very bizarre. But it occurred. And from the fisherman's daughter, which is, means like, well, a fisherman's daughter, uh, out came this this Christian Dwight Pine who became this Vyas who has like all this knowledge and wisdom and the legendary author so to speak an editor of all the texts so you have to analyze an event hmm, by its over, the overall effect hmm. it was a bizarre event but a very extraordinary and auspicious thing came out of it how could a sage suddenly fall victim to attraction to a fisherman's wife, or anybody's wife for that matter. Hmm? But in the social system of the time, it was even more out of place that, that Parashara would, would suddenly have affection for a fisherman's daughter. Hmm? So we, but the result is so extraordinary that, that Vyas came out of that, that we have to understand, oh, that Krishna had something in mind. Hmm? He arranged it, caused the sage to act in a way which was otherwise unbecoming out of character hmm? for reasons of his own and Vyas was the result. Hmm? So as there's some question about the character of the father of Vyas, hmm, as I'm explaining, so there's some question about the character and person of the father of Brindabandas. So there's some parallel. So they, they say, it happened there, it's happening again, this time, what time Krishna Lila manifest, this time in book form, the the Gaur Chaitanya Leela manifest to the pen of uh, Brindavan Das in Navadweep. Hmm? Navadweep, as I said, is where the Ganges, starting up high in the Himalayas, right, at Badrinath and 
what is it called, Gomuk? Gomuk. I've gone there, to the origin of the Ganges. It's a cold place. Hmm? They're just coming out of the glacier. It turned into such a huge river, hmm? going throughout India, nourishing materially and spiritually. Hmm? And so where it originates, high, high in the Himalayas, it's quite a trek to go there. This is where Vyas was situated, hmm? in that area. Hmm? And along, and, and there, the origin of the Saraswati also. Hmm? And the Badrinath, Gomuk there, go to Badrinath, then you go to Gomuk. So the, uh, and the Saraswati hmm, has a representation also in Namadvipa. It's like it comes down and becomes like, a, I think David enters the Ganges at some point, becomes a branch of the Ganges, it separates out in Namadvipa and it's called the Jalangi. Hmm? So if you go from Mayapur, some of you have been there, to cross over to Godrum, the island that represents Kirtan, you've got to go across the Jalangi. If you go across to hmm, the Ganges, you go to other islands and so forth. So, so, the, so Vyas is seated in Badrinath hmm, and writing the Srimad Bhagavatam there. And Vrindavandas was born along the Jalangi, which is a representation of the Saraswati in the Ganges Delta. So there's some correspondence. And there he wrote the Chaitanya Bhagavat. Hmm. There's some question about Vyasa's father. There's some question. And his mother was a simple person. Some question about the father of Vyas, of, of Vrindavandas. His mother was a simple <coughs> simple woman, the niece of Shiva Stakur. Hmm. And so forth. And there he, as I say, there, so there. And it, it corresponds between Krishna, who appeared through the pen, if you will, of Brinda, of, Krishna, of, of Vyas, and Krishna Dvaipayana Vyas, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who appeared through the pen, to all of us, anyway, of Vrindavan Das Thakur. There's more ways in which we draw the parallels between Chaitanya and Krishna, in terms of the writing about their leelas and the persons who wrote them, and so forth. It's very beautiful. Hmm? So, this work of Vrindavan Das, hmm, the Chaitanya Bhagavat, um, him the Vyas of Chaitanya Lila, it tells us that this Lila is ongoing, hmm, the teaching is ongoing. Hmm. And so in the Guru Parampara, Guru Parampara means one Guru after another, the Guru passes, the next Guru comes. So, so we elaborate on this as our business contribute from a literary point of view and teach and expand the teachings, explain the teachings hmm, in an ongoing way, in a way that's relevant to the time and circumstance, to understand the texts and how they're written, why they're written, the mood within them that was written, like what is the mood of Chaitanya Bhagavat. Hmm? This is where we, I say that Vrindabandas has some correspondence with Maharaj. Because he is another great devotee, Kavikarnapur described him as Kushamapida. Kushamapida means in Krishna Lila, there's, he has so many friends who herd cows with him and wrestle with him and so many things, frolic in the forest and so forth. Kushamapida is one of those devotees. So he's also from Krishna Lila representing in Gaur Lila as Vrindavan Das. Hmm. 
and, and Kushumapita in the form of Brindabandas became the Vyas, the compiler hmm, of the uh, Chaitanya, Chaitanya Lila. And so his mood comes out in the book. Like Krishna Das Kabaraj wrote Chaitanya Charitamrita, he has the mood of a handmaiden, a Vrata, like a, a gopi, a milkmaid. Well, the mood is different, the perspective is a little bit different. And Prabhupada, my Guru had the mood of a Sakha, friend of Krishna. Hmm? He very much desired to be herd cows with Krishna and uh, run in the forest and so forth. He expressed this in his own poem to Krishna that he wrote in his private life that we found hmm, later. And um, We had the fortune of hearing the analysis of it on the part of Sridhar Maharaj, the, the depth of what uh, he was um, saying and feeling therein. So we find this mood in Vrindavan Das, the great devotee of Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? Nityananda Prabhu is Balaram in Krishna Lila. All the intimate friends of Krishna are very closely associated with with Balaram. So um, we find in Prabhupada great devotion to Nityananda Prabhu. He established deities of Gore and Nityananda everywhere all over the world. Hmm? And uh, there's something very peculiar about Vrindavan Das also in his outreach that brings him into the question, in the question, in <coughs> people's minds. And there's a parallel with that in relation to uh, to Srila Prabhupada. So I'll, I'll touch on that as a concluding note. It's quite charming, actually. Um, you see, Nityananda Prabhu was very unorthodox in his outreach and canvassing on part of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He went anywhere and everywhere, even to to the downtrodden people, to the brothels where there were prostitutes and drunkards and tried to get them to chant and so on and so forth. He didn't think, well, I will go to educated people. He just went anywhere to everybody. And this was his nature. Hmm? Circulated amongst them. Someone would mistake him for one of them, but he was actually delivering them by his teaching and example and so forth. So, um, and he had, had exemplary character, of course, himself, but he was very... Um, extraordinary in that he would sometimes just jump into the uh, the Ganges and ride on the backs of crocodiles, and he would drink milk from the udder of the cow like a calf. Um, and sometimes he was unaware externally whether he was dressed or not. He would show up naked, and they say, "You're not wearing any clothes." Said, oh, I'm not. Oh, really? So then they would put some clothes on. Okay. So he was very extraordinary and deeply. Uh, uh, Oblivious to the external world, but uh, but enough aware of it to canvas and be hard, part of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in a very bold way, hmm? going everywhere. Hmm? Let no you know, no stone be unturned where Chaitanya's name was not chanted. He thought something like that. So Brindabandas has this kind of uh, boldness and affection for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, like Nityananda Prabhu does. So in, in, there's three parts to his book, the Chaitanya Bhagavat, the Adi, Madhya, and Antya sections, the beginning, the middle, and the end, they mean, actually. And each of these three sections, he makes a statement that's a little difficult to follow. Hmm? He says, and if people don't accept what I'm saying about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then I kick on their head with shoes. Like, what kind of a thing is that to say? He's supposed to be a humble devotee and you know, kick on their head with shoes. Um, and so some people 
think, well, he's a little strange and his character is questionable. Comparatively, Krishnadas, who wrote the Chaitanya, uh, the Chaitanya Charitamrita, says, I am more fallen than a blade of, than a, than a, than a, than a, than a worm. Hmm? Uh, crawling into the excrement, human excrement. I'm, I'm more low than a worm, such as my position. He was so humble. He said, if anybody chants my name, if anybody hears my name, oh, they'll, they'll become, they'll lose their, their piety. If anybody chants my name, they'll become impious. This is very extremely humble. Hmm? And comparatively, the author whom he revered and said it was the Vyas of Chaitanya Lila says, if and the people don't like this, I kick on their head with shoes. They seem like, well, they're really different in, <laughs> in nature. So, uh, what's the comparison with Prabhupada that I personally experienced walking with Prabhupada in Los Angeles in the park? Prabhupada often would ask me when I walked with him in the morning, I had a good opportunity, he would often ask me, what are they, Tripari, Marsh, you're here, what are they saying? Because I was always in contact with the common people and hearing their questions and answering them. So, so he wanted to know what the arguments people would give. So I would give Prabhupada arguments. Are they saying this? And Prabhupada would say, and then you tell them this, and, and so forth. Hmm. So it was a session similar to that. I don't know if Prabhupada asked me something, but, uh, but Prabhupada would do that on the walks. He would want to know what people were thinking and give replies and so forth. So when uh, he heard some atheistic type of response and, and he said, then we kick on their head with shoes. I, uh, I heard him say that. He said it several times. Yeah. So he, 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 this is a parallel to, to Vrindavan Das Thakur. How will we understand it? Hmm? Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur once explained this and Pujapad Sridharmarsh was present. He related it to us. He said that that Vrindavanas had of its great love for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It said that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave bhakti to anyone who asked for it. And Nityananda Prabhu gave it to anyone who didn't ask for it, and those who resisted it. Hmm? So Vrindavanas is following in the mood of Nityananda Prabhu. He wanted to give it even to people who don't uh, want it. And um, so he was... Uh, you, know, you can't reason with them. So he said, well, "We'll go beyond reason, and we'll we'll, we'll we'll beat them up until they accept it." This is just a way of expressing his affection and his compassion, the extent of the measure of it. Hmm? People don't know what's for their own good. Then we'll we'll chastise them, and you know, like you would a child, something like that. And it is uh, um, uh, such that Shridhar said that Saraswati Thakur had replied uh, to explain this that just like if someone if your child says something, insults somebody, then you want to go to that person and say, oh, my child said this, please excuse him. You know, you give attention to that person. Oh, he said that to you. I'm so sorry. And you give attention. So he says, when Vrindavan Das says this to people, then Krishna thinks, oh, my devotee has said that. And he goes to that person. You see? So indirectly... <laughs> Krishna goes to that person where he would not otherwise. He's an atheist. He dismisses Krishna and so forth or whatever. Hmm? So Krishna, you're not interested in Krishna. Krishna's not interested in you. But through his devotees, they extend. They are the kripa shakti, the power, the, the kind of the mercy shakti or power of Krishna manifest in the form of a Vaishnava. They go beyond 
and go out of their way to help people get bhakti. So this is a, uh, the way of Vrindavan Das, and it, it brings Krishna's attention to those people, and they benefit from that. That's hmm? hmm. a kind of a boldness, and Prabhupada sometimes said other things that were similar. Hmm? And uh, this kind of statement, this of the, the spirit of the statement of Vrindavan Das is also very much like one of Krishna's friends in Krishna Leela, because Krishna's friends are all they're always wrestling and fighting and making up games <coughs> to play in the forest with Krishna and so forth, and like this, and so they wrestle with Krishna. As soon as they defeat Krishna, hmm? and then Krishna will have to carry them on the shoulders as a as a as a result of losing the, the wrestling match and so forth. These are extraordinary dealings between devotees and God, which is hard to people to fathom hmm? what kind of extraordinary devotion you must have to enter into that that should be considered so at any rate in that lila we call this yudabira that lila is a sakyaras lila means they love Krishna like a friend one of the characteristics of friendship is equality hmm? in friendship you have equality so you don't mind telling somebody you know, hey listen this is how it is you tell him your friend hmm? You can't even tell your wife sometimes or your lover certain things how it is with the relationship. But with friends, you know, we just lay it out there. You know, I'm your friend. I'm going to tell you how it is. Okay, you should get rid of her. You know, or, <laughs> or you should get rid of him or something like that. Right. So this is uh, a friendship, and in friendship, sometimes you serve your friend, sometimes your friend serves you, and it's like you're one on the same page, something like this. Hmm? So. In these leelas, then, so they sometimes they wrestle with Krishna, and sometimes they serve Krishna, sometimes Krishna serves them. And this this wrestling they do, this fighting they do, it's not real fighting, it's like play fighting, like kids play. Hmm? And um, they make leelas like king and the servants, and they do different things, and they imitate the leela of Ram and the monkeys, capturing, finding Sita, and these kind of things they do. So this fighting is called... The main feeling of their relationship with Krishna is friendship. Hmm? But other feelings come. Hmm? That is the stayibhav, the dominant emotion. But other feelings come and go. And some feelings have the power to come and stay for a while and dominate for a period of time and then recede. We call them, um, they are called like secondary rasas. Hmm? Hmm? One of them is, is, uh, Bira. Bira means like the heroic feeling, like like that. <laughs> Use an expression. So in the different types of that, there's Dharma Bira, hmm? there's Dana Bira. Hmm? Like Dharma means like a hero of Dharma, of righteousness, a hero helping others with charity. Like the king might say, you know, give to the poor, or something like that. Hmm? Yudabir. It's a type of bira rasa, hmm? heroic rasa, but it's called yudhavira means play, play fighting. Hmm? So they are engaged in this, they do this, these, these friends of Krishna, yudhavira. And in yudhavira they make boastful statements and so on and so forth. So this, this is another way of explaining the statements of Vrindavana. Then we'll kick on their head with shoes and we'll fight with them. And, uh, He's, he's a totally non-violent person and, and humble, but, this, but, but the bhava is coming out. So you can find in my Guru Maharaj and Prabhupada, certain times he makes certain statements 
if you just read them, hmm, you may misunderstand it. But if you find someone who knows his feeling, hmm, that's say, this is coming from his bhava. He is in Sakiras, and here he's tasting Yudavira, and the statement is coming out. You see, he's a very complex person, and he's such sadhu as a complex person. To understand them, their statements, uh, appropriately and so forth, requires some good guidance. So, Virarasa, Yudavira, in the context of his Sakirasa, sometimes Prabhupada would make statements like, then, hmm? someone would say, well, what if they do this, Prabhupada? They don't, then we'll, then we'll, we'll bomb them. We'll, 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 we'll make them take the Krishna book or else we'll tie you up or something like that. We didn't, re- he didn't teach us to do that. It was just his emotion, his feeling. Hmm? His compassion on the one hand, and it's from internally, hmm, suddenly he waxes into Sakyabab and Virarasa. And who can understand these things? This is a very complex <laughs> theological and spiritual reality. So we need good guidance for this. Hmm? Hmm. Then we can appreciate the, the contribution of Vrindavan Das and other successive acharyas. Like my Guru Raj in a similar mood, who went everywhere canvassing for Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and had deep in his own life connection with Nityananda Prabhu. So, as I say, there's uh, some parallel there. So, in this way, we said a few things about Vrindavan He's an important person to us. We read his book every morning, hmm? over and over again. It's a long book. Hmm? Um, his depiction of the pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Shibrandamandas Thakur Mahashai Any question? It's the time. Eight ten. So we went a little over time. All right, we'll stop there and meet again in the morning. Sisi Gorada Mahadav Ki Jai. Gorbhakta Vrindaki Jai. Gorbhakta Vrindaki Jai. Gorbhakta Vrindaki Jai.